Wow, hey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Doomsday Sister Wives, episode 24. Yeah. We're doing kind of a fast-paced hit-and-run episode. Yeah. Because we're on vacation in Tahoe right now. Yeah. So we're, we're gathering some of our fellow vacationers up and asking them some rapid-fire aggressive questions about movie related aggressive. business i guess it's not that aggressive but uh, it's kind of, it's the kind of questions we like to ask people yeah so this time we're going to ask our friends in the tranquility of the tahoe forest from our cabin yeah so this is joseph hi joseph <laughs> hey. um do you want to do you want to say something by yourself <laughs> i don't know I, I, my name is Joseph. I am not a film major or a film graduate. I actually don't have any relevant experience in film at all. I'm actually a literature major. There's, I've learned over time there's a bit of crossover there, but it's definitely different fields. And I kind of like to approach it like, you know, how would this work in a book sort of thing, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. I, I'll start with a really basic question first. Sure. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, cookie dough, of course. Oh my God. That's a good choice. So good. I, I just love the chunks, man. They're so good. <laughs> let's get to the real fucking questions. Oh, let's go. All right. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Ariel. You go first. Hit. Okay. So here's something I want to ask everybody today. Um, I think we've all had these conversations recently about this, the quality of TV shows that come out mm-hmm. and how everybody says nothing original comes out, nothing new, everything's a remake, everything's a franchise nothing cool is coming out that really makes a difference or makes an impact. But I disagree with that because there are definitely shows that I've seen Mm. very recently this year, last year that were very impressive to me. So I'm wondering, do you have any uh, exceptions to the unoriginal role? Like I do for me, I definitely agree with you because, you know, I had a, I had a theater teacher in college and she talked about like, you know, we've been doing Shakespeare over and over and over again, but we still go see it, Mm -hmm. you know, by definition, it's not original, but we go because of the way it's done. What choices did they make? You know, how are the actors doing? You know, it's like, that makes a huge difference of like the feel of the show. So for me, the show I go to is Alice in Borderland. It's one of the ones I most recently watched. And it's easy to draw the comparison between that show and Squid Game. Same sort of battle royale to the death style, like like barely anybody's going to make it out. You have the character drama, that sort of thing. But what I loved that Alice in Borderland did was there was kind of that mystery of how everything happened. Nobody knows, like, how did we get here? You know, why is the city empty? Why is, you know, all this stuff happening? And it's not until the end of the show, which I won't spoil, that you really get the answer at the very end. And it's a bittersweet answer. And that by itself was like, oh, I loved that, you know, but it's by definition a very like cookie cutter kind of thing with its own like twist. What's your question? Oh, my my question. (laughs) Um, If you had an opportunity, like, let's say just because you're not like into baking. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But if you, if I gave you like all the top people in the industry, what, 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 uh, IP would you go? Okay, you know what? Let's remake this, but the right way this time. Ooh. Or, or you can pick something that only like maybe a hundred thousand people would know that what the hell you're talking about. But like you can make it as good as fuck. You know what I mean? Like real fucking good. Ooh, that's a hard one. Okay, mm-hmm. for a remake. Mm-hmm. I would probably hand that to Ender's Game. Um, Because Ender's Game, you know, when you read the book, there was so much about the philosophy and the mindset of Ender in particular. And, you know, and this idea of, like, empathy and, like, you know, understanding of people. And in turn, like him later understanding the aliens, you know, which wasn't really, like captured i feel in the movie and and that's difficult you know i know that like in movies it's difficult to capture that introspection that inner monologue right and that goes on you know and like mad props to the directors that can at least give you the sense of it Mm -hmm. if i had to pick something that i would make off the bat Mm -hmm. i don't know if this would count i i wager it might be more popular than a hundred thousand people but i mean it's not like it's so pretty niche. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a household name. Um, there's an author by the name of Brent Weeks, mm-hmm. and he wrote a series called the Lightbringer series. It's five books. I see. 
And I just, I love the way he approaches, like, magic because it's very creative. It's all about light, and it's more mm. like engineering. Oh, cool. And he also does a really good job that I don't think has been explored in too many mediums of mixing magic and religion and mm. explaining how they work and, like, having a whole system. I would love to see that. And just, he's a really good writer. He's funny as hell, too. Mm. And, like, he knows how to blend that. So I would love to see that be made because I also just think it would be really pretty with, like, the way they do the different colors of magic. Right. It's literally color. Oh wow! So it's kind of it could be really artistically done. Right, right, right. Wow, you know that. Yeah, I can see a lot of potential for something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Yeah, everybody always has interesting ans- answers to that question. Yeah, it's it's usually something like I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for us? I would say okay. So like from your guys's perspective. Where, like, you know, you guys are you know, making films and doing that. Yeah. Where do you see, like, movies going in the future? Because, like, we have mm-hmm. so many new and emerging technologies. You know, we were talking earlier about AI and things like that. Yeah. Where do you guys see films going in the future? What are they going to look like 10, 20 years from now, you think? You know, it's funny. You guys were talking about... So we're, earlier this morning, right when we came back from getting coffee, we were talking about AI and how... um I, at least my take on it was that it kills, you know, some creative exclusivity, mm-hmm. which I think is, I, you know, I thought, I think is necessary because there are people who literally train for it and have a talent for it. Right. And they shouldn't, you know, they should, I don't think we should level the playing field is what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that being said, you guys, um, one of our friends did say that it was going to enhance, like, you know, the workspace of someone cr- like a creative person. And I think it might just accelerate after after you after you guys said that it might accelerate the development process for stuff because I could see, totally see like an AI that's specifically tailored to like uh, I don't know is this story making coherent sense mm-hmm. is it good yeah. um, compared to the other things that you've written right. maybe you have three good scripts you've written you feed it into it it knows your style and it can tailor it to be good while also keeping your style and maybe adding a couple new ideas or something like that to guide you Mm -hmm. to to make something good faster that still is pretty upsetting to me because it sounds like that would be tricky because Mm -hmm. the thing with ai because i know in the We've talked recently about the WGA protests and right. how there there's this threat that AI is going to replace script writers, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with applying AI to writing, what I have a hard time imagining working out is when you're trying to figure out what a story is missing, it has a lot to do with the human element and the satisfaction of seeing characters growing mm-hmm. or a logic in the storyline, which that, that makes it hard for me to picture how a computer program could carry capture that. That's why I'm also thinking with the protests, if they go on long enough and they do have to resort to writing AI on TV, we're going to see how well that goes really soon. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting application for script writing though. Like I don't, it, it sounds good in a way to have a program be able to tell you what your story is missing instead of a potentially judgmental human being who's more experienced (laughs) than you. But I have a hard time imagining how that would work because the computer does not have human experience. I think there's room too for like, you know, because AI, you know, just because of all the little, you know, nuances and things that go into it to explore weird ideas that Mm -hmm. just humans wouldn't conceive of. You know, because you've got this thing and you can just type in and like come up with story ideas for me. And you might come up with some off the wall results that people wouldn't consider at first, like take seriously. Mm -hmm. But you've got this ability to consult something that doesn't have that stigma or that bias attached to it. So I I could definitely see there being some, like you said, like off the wall, weird stuff come Mm -hmm. out. And I'll be curious to see how people react to that. Because, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I've heard, you know, some of my favorite movies have been movies that leaned into how, you know, kind of weird and different they were. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like. But it's um, still very intentional. Like, I'm thinking with AI. It, I, I think with AI, it could be, be completely accidental. Mm-hmm. Just because we rely on this computer 
to replicate human behavior, mm. which that's, um, I mean, maybe we can see chat GPT and stuff copy like the writing style of somebody for an essay or something. Yeah. But in terms of a life story, I'm not, I'm pretty skeptical. That's fair. Yeah. I, I'll just have to see how that goes if when they start rolling that out. Yeah. I mean, it just gave me a few ideas of asking any program to say, give me a synopsis of a person who lived the lifestyle of Jimi Hendrix and Theodore Roosevelt. You know what I mean? And it gives you some weird ass paragraph, but you can rework it to make something interesting. One thing I was thinking about applying to just right now is because there is a writer's strike. Maybe it's perfect. I'm thinking like I'm giving this idea out for free, but <laughs> I it's perfect for the kind of content that Conan O'Brien was doing during the writer's strike in 07. Yeah. Where he just did a bunch of remotes. I figure, you know what, ChatGP or any any AI program probably can come up with a good remote idea, mm-hmm. you know, for for reality stuff. Which I could see a reality producer typing in Becky and Hannah Ooh. went to the salon. What are the possible ways they can start arguing? You know? Yeah, that, that <laughs> sounds, yeah. that would make sense. Now that. That would work. Yeah. You know, and, and that brings up a question too, because, you know, AIs are inherently algorithm driven yeah. and, you know, it's all based on what's on the internet. Your answer is going to change depending on when you ask too. That's true. So like you, you ask it this year and you might get yeah. answers about like, you know, what's post COVID like, you yeah. know, what's mm-hmm. the yada, yada, yada. A couple years from now, it might be a completely different issue. Yeah. You know, so. One last question before you get out of here. Yeah. What's been, I know we have a full day ahead of us still. What's been your favorite part about Tahoe so far? You know, I, I'm inherently like, I'm a city boy by trade. I've always grown up in them except alarm. Um, I'm inherently a city boy and, you know, I've grown up basically all over the Bay area with a brief stint in paradise. Mm -hmm. And while I think I will always want to remain in the city, just because I like the variety, I like being closer to people. Yeah. And, you know, while, yeah, you don't get the quiet and you don't get the things like that. I get that sort of connectedness. Maybe that will change over time and I might want a little more solitude. So being up here now, I'm reminded that, while I do want to remain in the city, it's nice to have these retreats where you have that oh, yeah. quiet. And I've really enjoyed just walking out and being in the woods. Yeah. You know, just yesterday I, I went to take a call with a friend and like just being able to walk down the trail and just there's nothing but trees around me. Yeah. And I can just I'm just by myself and it was very peaceful. I like little things like that. And that was probably my fate. Like, you know, just being walking around in out here is my favorite. That's that's my answer. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go find. Okay. So cool. should I go find another guest? Yeah. I'll run upstairs right. and see. Be right back. <laughs> we can keep talking about, you know, I do want to talk about shows like original shows nowadays that I like. Oh, yeah? I do. Okay. Yeah. The two main ones on my mind right now are Poker Face and The Righteous Gemstones. Mm, okay. Yeah. Those are, the, those are the two ones that I feel have like the most. Um, interesting pre- pre- interesting premises mm-hmm. that's the word right yeah. premises for me they have comedy in them they have really interesting protagonists yeah very complicated characters very flawed characters mm. i think i think they're ticking all my boxes so okay that's how i feel about those yeah i mean uh i sat down and watched the righteous ship uh i saw the first episode of the righteous gemstone oh yeah i made you watch it yeah yeah i i love the writing yeah um it gives, because when I first started watching it, I was asking myself, is this going to be a show about grifters who know they're grifters? Mm-hmm. Or is it about grifters who don't even know they're grifters? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it was, it was really fun, a fun watch. And it turns out it's just them being terrible people yeah. that know they are grifting <laughs> slightly. They're very, they're hypocrites. Yes. They don't follow their own moral standards for other people yes exactly yeah 
They, um, I mean, obviously, like the the big main plot of the first season has to do with Jesse Gemstone mm. being a massive hypocrite. Yeah. To his uh, church community for the kind of stuff that she, he he does. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I like that. I get tired of some shows that do a lot of uh, these are terrible people, you know, like the Mm -hmm. whole show is about them being bad people. Yeah. Those get kind of draining for me. Well, things like Always Sunny, I can watch a couple episodes and be fine, but that's about it. Just because it's a little too much for me. Yeah, I I could see that. To me, I I feel the same way. mm -hmm. That's why I usually go back and watch the episodes that are just slight, not slightly different. There's just something special about them. Yeah, I think with with gemstones, I just really like the character dynamics so much. Like it makes up for the fact that they're really bad people. Yeah, they me. set it up immediately too. Yeah, in the yeah. First fifteen minutes. The siblings, I love how the siblings interact with each other because mm-hmm. you know you you are gonna watch some more. I'm yeah, no, I definitely yeah. will watch more. So as you watch the siblings, you you know they're so antagonistic to each other, mm-hmm. and they press each other's buttons and they betray each other all the time yeah their alliances uh because there's three of them they're constantly switching teams and supporting like you know like jesse and kelvin will support each other mm-hmm. against judy for like one circumstance and then it's judy and kelvin because they're the youngest ones yeah or then it's a uh, judy and jesse because they're the oldest ones against kelvin and mm-hmm. it's just constantly whatever is the most convenient for them at the time yeah. so it, the dynamic is always shifting but there is always this um the the foundation is that they're siblings and ultimately they are they are going to be forced to work together yeah to to fix their their own problems yeah and then with the John Goodman character Eli Gemstone the the preacher mm-hmm. the patriarch you can tell everyone they have this reverence for him and respect for him mm-hmm. but they all have sort of greed to them so yeah. Eli is like he's super charismatic and he's a really likable guy yeah but he also likes money Right, he yes. obviously likes money. Yeah, and then when um, Gideon comes back, that shakes things up. Oh, really? For a bit, yeah, he comes back. I can't go into too much detail about how because it'll spoil a lot. You know, John Goodman's character actually—it was unexpected for me mm-hmm. because I really thought it was they were going to go into. I haven't seen Succession, but I know what it's about. It's about yeah. the kids trying to take over the dad's empire. Exactly. Right? It's very similar. I really thought it was going to be well. At least the first episode doesn't give you that impression that they're trying to take over his legacy or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It was unexpected for me because it showed us, like you said, a guy who really likes money, a guy who's very charismatic. uh, He's accomplished. I just didn't expect the broken man angle uh, because they kind of lean into that with the, his wife, not being around. Yeah. 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 There's like at least three scenes where we see him, reminiscing or being sad about that yeah yeah because if you you notice from the uh little memorial statue that she died like a year before right so it's it's still very fresh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe maybe i can talk about what we're doing today okay yeah well what i'm doing today with some of the people that are here with us we're gonna go it's it's literally in about a couple hours Mm -hmm. we're gonna go white white water rafting uh, because the other one that's more relaxing is closed down. Mm-hmm. So that you guys being, are going to be fighting for your lives. I don't know. I've seen, I saw the pictures online of what it looks like and it looks intense, but yeah. fun. I'm just so, I can barely swim. I can right. barely swim. So I'm kind of nervous about falling off the boat. Uh, or the raft, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of nervous about falling off the raft because I see some of the pictures. Some some people are on the edge of the raft, and that's how they're paddling. Yeah. And I'm not sure I want to do that. I want to try and keep as much of myself inside the raft as possible so it's so, not fall out. Because should, I don't know yeah. how to get back up if I fall out. Like, Yeah, the, what, what do you do? The ledge looks a little sharp. Not yeah. sharp. But it looks like it's not enough for your arm to reach up and pull yourself up. So yeah. maybe maybe a couple of people are going to have to help me up if I do that. But this I'm excited. This kind all the time, though. Yeah. I don't do many adventurous things in my life. So yeah. I figured, why not? You know? Yeah. Let's go, let's go do that. You're probably going to get a, a big workout. 
like Alan said, yeah, you're gonna be probably. paddling like crazy. It's like three hours or something. Yeah. 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 Um, we went to the snow yesterday. It's snowing in June. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's summer right now. Yeah. So we, we took our little Californian asses over to the mountain where there was <laughs> where there was actually like a decent layer of snow in a lot of places. We sort of scaled this hill made mm. of snow, like this huge pile of snow. Yeah. And that was a struggle. We kept slipping. That was probably the most dangerous part. It was cool. The because, most potential injury. Yeah. It was cool because we were on the trail technically. Mm-hmm. We could see it because there was so much snow. Yeah. Yeah. It had melted in parts of it. So you could see where it was it was below mm-hmm. you. But yeah, we were pretty we were like two we're it was at least two feet of snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we got we got like even higher up. Because then I remember when we came back down and we walked around, mm-hmm. we realized that that whole thing was pretty hollow, right? Yeah, like some we, some parts of there, it. There were, were parts of it that mm-hmm. were, like, underneath it was empty. Yeah. And so I was thinking it would be pretty wild if one of us fell through it and we found a body or something. Yeah. Just. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a mountain man. A mountain man. Yeah. We, we, we break through into his house. It's like a Bigfoot hunter or something. Yeah. Some conspiracy theorist who just lives in like a pile of snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just lives in, in the snow foxholes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With foxes. Maybe he doesn't know what season it is. Maybe he's Maybe. been cooped up for so long that he thinks we're like we're still, still in the winter. winter. Yeah. 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 And he loves foxes because he trusts them. Yeah. 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 Something like that. His Maybe. name's Barney. Barney, yeah. Barney the uh, he has a huge beard and he like a like a handkerchief on his head. Okay, yeah. I'm getting really visual with this now. That reminds me of like the survival guy. That yeah. Used to be on NBC. Which one? Would not bear grills. It was a different dude who was on the same show, and mm-hmm. he was a survival man type deal. Those shows are wild. Those shows are so dumb. <laughs> I, apparently, they don't really should. Yeah. Do they give any good advice or? I don't know, but I did hear like one cameraman came out. I heard, so this is probably misinformation, but I heard a cameraman saying, you know, yeah, Bear Grylls would like piss and like a snake, you know, I don't know. Piss in a snake? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen this episode, but there's an episode where he's in the desert and he desperately needs liquids. So he's telling the audience this is this is only a last resort. Don't do this if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So he kills a snake, if I'm remembering correctly. He kills a snake, and then he wraps it, like the end of it, and then he pees in the snake as a kind of water container. And then he later on, as he keeps hiking, he, he goes, I, I need some refreshment. So then he opens up the snake, and then he drinks. He drinks his pee out. Yeah, he drinks his own pee out of the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that just, that my, my seem... thing is, one of the camera guys was like, was saying that would happen, and we'd have like a sandwich for him <laughs> right when we cut. <laughs> so he's drinking we have his own piss. Drinks have sparkling water. Yeah, I can't. I can imagine him drinking his own piss, going. Mm. Mmm, so good. So good. Mmm, snake. Or maybe just dying and just throwing up. Yeah. And then the camera cuts. And he goes, hey, can someone give me my ham sandwich? Can That's... someone give me a Perrier? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, check it out. Oh, it's hey, Alan. look who's away. Hey, Alan. Hey, Alan. Alan's here. Hey, you're going to be on the podcast there, today or no? Right there. Yeah. Nice. Alan's here. He can. He He would be a recurring guest, but I think he's getting ready to leave. Or eat. Are you getting ready to leave? You can oh, you can be on the show for a minute if you want. I was just double checking. I saw that like one was gonna like my sandwich. I was like, oh snap! I left this there. Do you want to say anything before you eat your sandwich? Say anything. You can yeah. also say yeah. no. Speak, speak into my microphone. You have, you have agency. You do. So no. It's just an it's an it's an invitation. I'm not making you feel guilty, am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I just needed a water so I could speak. <laughs> That's fine. You just woke up, huh? I woke up at five. Yeah. Oh. You want to sit next to me for a minute? Yeah, sit next to him. Hey, it's Alan. 
I think this is your second that time worked. on the show, right? There you go. Oh, nice. Sick. Yeah, dude. We got we got we got mics everywhere. <laughs> in the bathrooms. In the bathrooms. In the cars. Is there in the dressers? Headphones for that? Yes. No. I'm not going into the septic tank bag bit again. Oh. Yeah. No, no, we're not. Doing Been that. there. Yeah. We wait, did I ask you last time you were on the on the podcast the, uh, what what IP you would remake if you could? Yeah. I did yeah. Ask you we didn't ask that one. I think I think um all of them actually just get rid of IP. <laughs> <laughs> I I think um we tried to find like good IPs like uh I think two years ago last time we were here when we went to the deli shop we tried to go for like this orange creamsicle so, ip are the levels okay is he speaking into it okay oh yeah is this okay yeah you're fine yeah i think we yeah, tried yeah. To go for like the orange creamsicle ip and it was ass it was terrible it was it didn't taste anything like orange creamsicle it was just an ip what are you talking about we're talking about like um like I'm talking about intellectual movies property. or films. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you yeah. talking so, about? So like, if you Never like, would you remake Harry Potter? Would you remake Lord of the Rings? Or would you? Do you have like? Are you a fan of something that has like a very tiny audience, but you think would really appreciate a movie version or something? Oh, I was talking about drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you think I was talking about IPA or? Yes, I thought you were talking about. IPA. Oh, you're oh. right. We did buy the orange creamsicle one, and that was ass, bro. That was terrible. Oh my god! I thought you were talking about intellectual property. Hold on. So wait, what was the question? Again? <laughs> That's a different thing. So no, no to you guys. Yeah. Don't buy orange creamsicle. Fucking don't buy any IPA. Just don't, don't, just don't go do don't it. Don't do it to yourselves. It's just you want, ass. You want to be that that, that far, right? This one? Yeah, yeah, you're good right there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Just talking to it. It's just like right on my crotch. That's fine. Are you okay with that? It likes yeah. me in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like holding it up like propping. There's like a love for a lot of like small niche things, but it's mm-hmm. it's hard because in like would would it need to be put into the spotlight like that? Because some people love it when it stays in the niche, mm-hmm. but at the same time... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this yeah. this movie would not make any... It doesn't have to make money. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. just making a really good version of it. And here... Yeah. 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 Okay. In this scenario, whatever you make, it's good. I, another hurdle, I would say, would be the difficulty, it would be that it would it be okay to put this out there? Because sometimes... Yeah. There is, like, um, certain kinds of, like, movies and, like, theories... Well, not theories, um material that you you can't put out like for one thing that i would love is that like um mm-hmm. uh, i'm like among the fans who love the batman who laugh series where it's like bad metal oh that interesting kind of yeah, yeah yeah and like as much as i would love a uh what's it called live a, action? a live well not necessarily but like mm-hmm. would it have to be live action like, no it can be anything okay yeah <clears throat> as much as i would love to have like something like that mm-hmm. it like that kind of material goes a little bit too far with like how it goes like there's a lot of like gore and death and stuff and like Mm -hmm. i know that like there are uh, directors and people out there that would do that kind of someone would love to do that kind of thing but then one thing i don't understand is like how do they get through the actually i don't even know that that process like how do they get it through the media to be like hey this is totally fine Mm -hmm. to post out there even though there's like everything that could possibly go wrong you know right yeah that's yeah that might be overthinking it a bit. Well, mm. but I mean, I get it though. Yeah. Because there, there's definitely things that I want to write and that I'm like, is this okay to write? Yeah. You know, or like, like this would sound really cool to write, but would like, this go over well with like anybody? Yeah. But sure. then it's you can only <laughs> at some point you're just sort of like, okay, like it's out of my control mm-hmm. how people react to it. I just have to try to make it as good as possible. Right. And it could still end up being really controversial, but yeah. you could have people on the opposite side who are like, this is the best thing I've ever fucking seen. Like, you went there, and then they like that. That's one thing that I'm afraid of, of, like, if I ever wanted to, like, make something that'd be, like, that cool. It's just, like, yeah. would it... Would I even have the gusto enough to convince somebody to be like, hey, please, I have to keep everything in here yeah. to be the way that it is, because that's the way it is. Yeah. 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 What did you... You had a question. I do. Okay, Here, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of discussions lately about film and TV being unoriginal or rehashes of old properties or just franchise stuff like Marvel or things like that. And lots of people say nothing original comes out. But I think that's bullshit. Oh, so you're saying like something like, that what, came... what disproves that like everything is unoriginal thing? 
Is oh. there something you really like that came out in the past couple of years? Well, like, well, like, here's I'll, I'll put an obvious one out there that I feel like that everyone has seen. Like, what, okay, like, um, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I knew you were gonna Here say you go. that. Yeah, yeah, like, like that one. I feel like that's like an obvious one that most people know. It's just like it's it's not exactly um. Because it's like, it's the idea that there are multiple, it's like a multiverse with multiple yeah. versions of said person. And then there's like different kinds of like different pathways that you could take. But yeah. I love the take on it where it comes from like the idea that like, hey, um, I'm seen as a failure. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing where I could go where it will like this would succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's that take is where it's original. That's where I like it. You know, you saying that. I'm starting to think, even if it's not an original idea, if you do it the best, people will always remember you as probably the person who came up with the idea, even though you didn't. Yeah. The thing that, like, I feel like matters most is, like, the take on it. Mm -hmm. Because you could do the shitty thing where it's, like, everyone... I don't think there's anyone that really, really likes time travel. Because time Mm -hmm. travel is always just, like, oh, like, none of this matters anyway. Because they could just... The entire two hours that you were watching, yeah, no, they they fixed it in the first five seconds of the movie. Yeah. Like, don't worry right. about it. Yeah. But then, like, if there's like a certain take of like reasoning and like where the person's coming from, or even like yeah. a cultural thing, like it it gives a bigger impact than just like right. oh, they just fixed it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. I've I've seen people online like people want to be contrarian and be like, it wasn't that good. Like oh, it's like performative or blah blah blah. And it's like, you're pulling that out of your ass. Like, there's no way anyone who seriously thinks that. That's that's like the one movie where I'm like, you can't possibly yeah. tell me you've yeah. seen this before. Before uh, before we get you out of here, mm-hmm. last question. Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite part of Tahoe so far? Favorite part of Tahoe? Every day has brought something new. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's been, it's been super, super freaking fun. But if I had to choose, like, a pretty favorite moment, I'd say, like, it's usually like right before the event, before we like we go out and mm-hmm. we're prepping and we're all getting ready and snazzy and we're just like checking out like what to do. Yeah. And then like before we even get to all that, like we just basically just go. We just go for it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that's like the mood that I love like being here is just, like we just decide what we want and like we just kind of just go with the flow. And I feel like that's super nice. One thing that definitely helps with that is that we've got one, we've known each other for a good amount of time. Yeah. So we've gotten better at it. Yeah. Because there are certainly times in the past where we've been just running and gunning it and it mm-hmm. didn't work in our favor. But then we've gotten better at it. And I think as a result, this trip has, has gone the way you're saying. Do you, do you want to check in upstairs and see? I can see if Christina wants to come down. Yeah. yeah. I would love to get one more person. Oh, shit. You don't want breakfast. Oh, oh my God. Hey, do, do any of you boys want to come fuck around for a second? Not like serious. Andre? Andre, can you come over here? Can you fuck around with me for a second? Yeah. Hey, babe. Hey, bud. Here, take this for a second. This is Andre, everybody. What's up, y'all? <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good, dog. Yeah? What's up with you? Uh... Am I just like was filler? That, was just that, padding for time? Yeah, we're just. I figured you, since you didn't want to do the the actual thing, I, just... I never said that. Oh no, no. Oh, I thought she went in there and asked. I was asleep. Oh, that is that what happened? I'm sorry. It's cool. Do you want it? I mean, yeah. What, obviously, what did you I just talk about? Up. We we have questions prepped. Okay. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. think I can answer these questions? Oh, a hundred percent. You can answer. These Are you questions. sure? Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. What if you're like, oh, bro? What is the square root of like seven? And I'm like, uh, I think it's like a two podcast, point, man. right? Um, yeah. Uh, square root of seven. Uh, yeah, it'd be two point something. Yeah, I see. Yeah. You're good at math. I know that. I'm not. No. No. Like yesterday, you were telling us about this equation you just learned. Yo, about. It's, it's like theoretical shit. Theoretical shit's fun. I can't do like actual math though. It's so you can learn the the the. The formulas to the theories, but you don't know yeah. how to apply them. Yeah. Okay. Theoretical stuff is so much more fun. You think so? Yeah. Because it's actually interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like learning lore, yeah. but without having to read the books. I'm waiting for Ariel before I actually ask you the questions oh, okay. that we have prepped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask you some questions. What's your yeah, favorite type of tree? My favorite type of tree. This isn't going in, right? There's no way. Yeah, it's probably gone in. Really? Yeah, we can shoehorn it in somehow. Oh, okay. This is horrible content. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I get uh, <laughs> cherry cherry blossoms are definitely cherry blossoms. Yeah, they're so pretty. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The way they fall, like if you, if, especially yeah. if you kick one, all the leaves start falling. Yeah, especially if there's wind. Yeah, I know that's very anime K drama. <laughs> yeah, um, but I like cheesy stuff like that. Yeah, same. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Where's Ariel? Was she sitting here? Oh, uh, she was sitting. Over, she was sitting over. Actually, she's going to sit where you're sitting. Oh, okay. Should I move? Yeah, you should move, actually. Leave this mic over here and pick up the other mic. How was my mic handoff? It was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a a cardioid mic, so you want to talk into the flat part of it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Like, exactly. No, not that close. Not that close. Yeah, you're that. Hello. You're too close. Right there is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to sit back? That's how normal people sit instead of, yeah. <laughs> stiff, like, how normal people sit? Yeah. Do they mount it right here? Do they trust that? Oh, you know, I trust it if you want to do that. Okay. Hey, everybody. Andre, introduce yourself real quick. Hi, my name is Andre. Um, I met Robert at school and then Errol pretty much the same. That, yes, that is the perfect intro. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple questions for you. Cool. I think I'll go first on this one because I'm okay. super curious what you will say. Okay, I'm a little nervous okay. now. So same thing as Joseph because Joseph isn't really in film. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I told you, okay, I'm gonna get you the best people in Hollywood. Okay, okay. this shit is gonna be popping right when it comes out. Okay, what's an IP that you would remake, IP. but do it the right way, do or right way. you're make you're making an IP that that like only a hundred thousand people would like, like only very niche. Yeah, Frank. I feel like I had an answer in my head, but I'm totally drawing a blank. This is unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. I know. I think, okay. Man. I have another question if you want to warm up to that one. Sure. I do. I think I have an answer for it, but let's go with yours first. Okay. Okay. So I've been asking people since there's been a lot of people lately saying that TV and film are unoriginal. Mm -hmm. Nothing new comes out. It's all uh, remakes and rehashing and franchises and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Is there anything in the past, like, one, two, three years that you think has, like, broken the mold or has surprised you or been really good? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I heard uh, y'all talking to Alan about this. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that Selena Gomez song from, like, I don't know, let's say 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love you like a love song, baby. Because mm-hmm. she's talking about how old, like, love songs have already been written. And there's, like, no new way to say it. But to answer your question, uh, I'd say Bochy the Rock. There's been slice of life anime before. There's been Moe anime before. There's been anime about uh, girls in a band. Yeah, but the way it portrays social anxiety, I think, is so incredibly realistic and relatable mm-hmm. because the thoughts that go in our head are so like over the top and zany. But when you feel so anxious and nervous, that's what's going through your head. You don't have normal rational thoughts. You have these crazy thoughts that make absolutely zero sense. Yeah. So I think Bochi the Rock did that really well in a way that I haven't seen in any other anime. And like that, you can tell like it's the type of show that was so fun and it was such a passion project for the studio. And I think, yeah, I just haven't seen anything else quite like it. What what did you say it was called again? Bochi the Rock. Okay. I definitely got to check it out. So did you have an answer for the other question? Yes, mm-hmm. it's also another anime, which is kind of sure. weird to me because I don't watch much anime anymore. Yeah, but, but, but we say, don't talk about anime enough, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. An anime that I really love that I don't think is getting a season two is probably Hinamatsuri. It's another slice of life anime. It's about a couple of alien girls that came here to Earth. Um, the first one, she ends up getting adopted by like a Yakuza member, mm-hmm. and then the other one sort of ends up in like. A homeless coalition mm-hmm. but then ends up getting adopted by these like old couple that works at a ramen shop yeah. and sort of them adjusting and working their way uh into like human life i see yeah okay i think another one i'm a huge fan of like ensemble casts so i was really excited for what was the one uh christian bale taylor swift whoa uh shoot there's like so many more people Oh, uh, Amsterdam. That was a movie I was really excited oh, for. My God. Yeah, I watched it, and I was not a huge fan. Yeah. Oh, so no. I think I would recreate that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's fine. Um, yeah. So we can get you out of here. Last question. Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite part of Tahoe so far? Favorite part of Tahoe? It hasn't happened yet. 
Fuck okay. yeah, we only yeah. have 24 hours left. <laughs> Time will only tell. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. We all love you. Yeah, I uh, love you all. Yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to bring up our next guest. Okay. Bye, yeah. Andre. Let me get out. Thank you, Andre. Hey, it's Christina. You what? What? I know, right? We're all I'm getting offended now. I, by that. <laughs> I guess all that bonding was. Like, guess it was a meaningless. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Just well. make sure you talk towards the mic at least. Yeah, oh, that's Should the I front just... of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want so to I... you want test her real quick, or okay, it's fine. Hello. Oh, you're too close. I'm. That's Hello. Right there is perfect. Right where you were. Okay. Right there. I'll just lean back. So oh, hey, Christina, hey. tell us, tell us who you are. I'm Christina. Yeah. Uh, a little about yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a film major, right. but I've been surrounded by film people and I guess creative people my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. I'm a graphic designer, quote unquote, because I just graduated and mm-hmm. I haven't really done it professionally yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still coming to terms with that because as a child, I think the thing I really loved was stories. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be an author illustrator at first, like maybe children's books. Or young adult or something yeah um because my main passions as a child were art and writing story wise mm-hmm. and then i wanted to become an animator at one point but an animator's life is hell right it's yeah like so much time and effort for four seconds or like a, a little minuscule amount of time yeah and you have to be so good at it mm-hmm. to get anywhere and then i was like okay maybe i'll just do graphic design because it's still it's not really a story in the sense where there's like a narrative and a plot, but it, you're trying to communicate to people. You're trying mm-hmm. to get an idea across mm-hmm. using this very visual medium, using type, using visual elements. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm down for that. Yeah. But now I have to see if commercially it's not just something that I want to do to be commercially viable, but like yeah. that I'm passionate towards, mm-hmm. you know? So that makes sense. That, that's yeah. me. Quick softball question. Yeah. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, I'm like a simple gal. I don't really like, like, I like to try complex flavors, but if I had to eat like an entire thing of it, mm-hmm. what would I not get sick of? Yeah. Um, such a tough question. That's okay. Recently, I've been liking honey lavender, and I think that Whoa. makes me oh, basic. I actually wasn't expecting that. That, That's, wow. That makes me a little basic because yeah. it's really. Basic. I think vanilla is basic. I, no I, would have, I would have been like chocolate because I don't get tired of chocolate. Oh chocolate I like, but at some points it feels a little like too much yeah. to me. Like the same thing with coffee. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like coffee and chocolate are very strong, dominant yes, flavors. Yes, they are. It's true. Yeah, yeah, and I I like something that I can always mow down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I need to. Yeah. So. Recently, I've been liking honey lavender because it's like mm-hmm. a subtle floral, but not like, oh, I'm eating flower perfume. Right. Uh, and it's like a little sweet. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's Very good. of recent. You go first this time. Okay. So I've been asking people, since lots of people say nowadays that nothing original is coming out, everything is a remake, a rehash, a franchise. Mm-hmm. But I disagree with that strongly because there are definitely some TV shows and movies that have come out in the past like one, two, or three years mm-hmm. that have been really impactful to me mm-hmm. that I want everyone else to watch too. Ooh. So is, are there shows like that that you think contradict that assumption that there's nothing original coming out like within the past three-ish years? In terms of everything is a rehash and a rebrand, if it's an adaption, mm-hmm. I always think about it in my head like that. Like, for example, I think when people think of that, they think mainly of the big movies, the mm-hmm. big blockbuster movies, the things like the Disney remakes. Yeah. And how can this live action compare to this nostalgic 2D animation that I loved as a child? Yeah. And I'm like, it cannot compare because 2D animation and live action is so different in so many ways but i don't want to look at it as can it compare as in is it as good i want to look at is what does it add to the story because everyone already knows little mermaid Mm -hmm. everyone already knows everything there is about that unless you were born today then that would be your first introduction right Mm -hmm. the live action yeah uh, action or whatever but what does it add to the franchise that you didn't already see and I guess 
I'll use the Little Mermaid as an example because it's topical and it's there. Mm. There are things about it that I thought could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Casting choices. They they chose things that were like Lin, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Everyone loves him, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, and then things like Aquafina as Scuttle and they changed up Scuttle's character. And I was like, and then the CGI also. Mm-hmm. The thing about those cartoon animals being turned into real life animals. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, that's a little eerie. That's a little uncanny. Yeah, I don't know if I like King. it. Yeah. Right? It's a change of medium. And you have to think about it like that. Like, mm-hmm. what are they doing within their limitations? Yeah. But, like, what about it works? And I think Halle Bailey works. Mm-hmm. She looks great. She, she looks great. great. Yeah. I love her as Little Mermaid. Yeah, and I love I... the fact that I think they go into the racial thing a little hard mm-hmm. sometimes to promote the movie. But it rings true a lot that. Um, a lot of girls will be like, oh, that's a Disney princess and she looks like me. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and what, what is wrong with that? Like, why, is, why is that such a bad thing to want for little black girls, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's complex in the sense where everyone feels like it's, I wouldn't call it race baiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know what I mean? Like some people think it's like a cash grab. But yeah. I mean, I think she was genuinely probably one of the best people they could have audition for the part they probably heard her and they were like this is the voice that i yeah. want yeah yeah like we've sure. a bunch you know? of like i haven't seen the movie yet but i've heard her mm-hmm. singing mm-hmm. yeah and she she kills yeah. it yeah so yeah. i think she as long choice. as the skill is there mm-hmm. then race is secondary yeah you know um this is a topic i kind of think about when it comes to like things like bridgerton or the period dramas that are coming out now where it's kind of revisionist mm-hmm. in the sense where they're putting poc characters in roles they would not have normally played because of course they didn't have any agency back then. They were, they didn't have that social status. They were given opportunities. Yeah. And it's two things. It's like, do you want the historical accuracy or, or do you feel like it's race baiting or whatever, like Mm. just very revisionist, or do you want to give those POC characters the opportunity to act out roles? They never would have been able to act out before. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, So it's like, how do you feel about it? And in the sense, I look at it in terms of, is the work strong enough with those characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it, I'm putting this actress in there because she's a different color and I want diversity in a piece. Right. Right. Yeah. I so, guess you can, you yeah. can sort of tell when that's the case. Yeah. I, I feel like in, in the case of The Little Mermaid, though, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, she's only there for diversity points. Mm-hmm. Which that argument has just never made sense to me because mm-hmm. we, we know... Every single Disney animated movie that's ever been made is getting remade. Like we can't mm-hmm. stop it at we this can't. point. Yeah. We know it's going to happen. Yeah. They were always going to make the remake the Little Mermaid. Why did they have to choose a, a white actress? Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's like there, there's no. It, it's going to get made anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not make it an open opportunity to absolutely anybody? Yeah. And pick the true. best one. Mm-hmm. I will ask you my question now. Okay. I know you're not a film person, but. If I told you, hey, I'm going to get you, like, the best people. This thing is going to be successful no mm-hmm. matter what. Okay. Or you can make something. Oh, you can say That's for a remake. Like, if you wanted to remake something. But this time, do it the right way. Exa- yeah. Example, real quick. Aragon. Oh. Terrible fucking adaption. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you can make something for, like, an audience of 100,000 people. Like, it's very niche, but it's going to mm-hmm. be really good. And those people will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What IP would you choose? What IP? Yeah. Okay. So you can pick something niche uh-huh. or something everybody loves. Uh-huh. Or something that you think was, was done, done so dirty. wrong. Yeah. You know? Oh, done so wrong as in my opportunity to remake it. Yes. yes. And oh. you're right. This is going to be good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. What have I ever thought was like done so wrong that I have the itch to remake it? Yeah. I mean... To be weirdly topical again. Sure. Um, the last Airbender live action movie oh, in the past wow, yes. was a disaster fire. Yes. Right? In so many ways. Yeah. And it betrayed so much of the community that everyone just used it as an example of the worst kind of <laughs> movie possible yeah. casting story. They didn't get what made The Last Airbender so great oh, in the yeah. first place, what made it appeal to people. Mm. So Netflix has promised, I guess, that 
I forget when it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, a live action and they say they're going to do it right. Mm-hmm. And I saw some of the, I guess, stills of the characters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that actually looks like what I envisioned Katara and Inuit people to actually look like if they were mm-hmm. like being um, represented. And I thought that was cool. Aang looks appropriate for his age yeah. and he doesn't look like white. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, I don't know if I would pin all my hopes because mm-hmm. they've been dashed before. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I, I think I have higher hopes. So if that remake is already in the works, then and it's good. Mm-hmm. I'll let it. I'll let it be. I'll be satisfied. Nice. And if it's not, then I'll be like, I wanted to, the last Airbender, the right. my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, again, it's it's hard because the last Airbender, it's not necessarily set in a specific ethnic culture. Mm-hmm. Though you can argue some, like the Inuit people to represent the Water Tribe. The mm-hmm. Earth Kingdom is kind of Chinese in a sense. Yeah. Like Bossing Say seems very Chinese. Yeah. Like stronghold, whatever. Yeah. Um. I think people say the Fire Nation is represented kind of like as Japanese people, mm-hmm. kind of. I don't know if that's a colonization thing because yeah. in Asia, Japan gets that history. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about that, but it's, but it's fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. You have the. You don't have to make it a one to one of yeah. anything. You have room to play around with the story, the politics the whatever yeah so i think that would be fun to do as a remake. oh yeah definitely. if if the netflix remake is completely a flop then <laughs> i would want to do that one mm-hmm. yeah yeah last question yes what's been your favorite part of tahoe so far oh uh, so many things like yeah. from each day i think there's like something new i find out among my friends or just a moment mm-hmm. to bond with them and connect with them that's a little bit different when you live with people for a certain amount of time or travel with people i think you learn more about them that you didn't expect yeah and i like that but the best part so far um or your current favorite my current favorite Mm -hmm. i guess um it was kind of nice to sit at a table and play that game that tina was showing us i was just thinking oh yeah Yeah. because so much of what we do is activity based game based emotions are high because of the game but that one it was like we were delving deeper into each of our individual things and that was what was the tension that was what was nice about it Mm -hmm. yeah we were able to open up in like a way that wasn't purely um like you have to bear all but it was in the form of a game yeah so there was some rules but it did give us some freedom to express yeah. things so it, i like that uh-huh. yeah to, to clarify it was like a question asking kind of game with mm-hmm. different levels so we start with yeah. like easy questions mm-hmm. then more confession style questions then mm-hmm. more like really what what the hell is going on with you kind of questions yeah, yeah. so and yeah. you know it was it was always those games have the option of like you can just not answer the question but mm-hmm. we basically all went for it and I we, all, we, we all learned a lot part, about yeah, each other yeah. Sure. yeah that was nice no, i like that nice yeah yeah well christina thank you so much thank you. for being our yeah. guest yeah and uh yeah we're guess we're gonna wrap up now. yeah i guess thanks, thanks so much. for watching shout out to belgium shout out to belgium shout out to noreen and john who aren't here shout out yeah. to on who's filming something right now yeah yeah good luck luck <laughs>